You're very welcome to Tree Talk episode 144. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Uh, it's another hectic weekend of Limerick J action. Starting tonight, we have the under-20 footballers in Munster Championship quarter-final action. We have the senior footballers in Munster semi-final action this weekend. The ladies footballers kick off their championship campaign on Sunday. We can also look back on the senior hurlers who booked their place in the Munster final and also the Komogi who suffered a defeat in their Munster final. So do stay tuned. The impression the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for pounds worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run and that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Matt, we're recording on Thursday morning, so for anyone that gets us after Thursday, this probably will be a bit behind. But tonight, the, the, the Limerick under-20 footballers under Jerry Sullivan play Tipperary in the Munster quarter-final. It'll be a third year in a row that the teams have, meet, have met. Limerick have won the previous two games by point on each occasion. I suppose just going through the team firstly, Matt, I'll throw it up on the screen and you can talk about it. It's a really strong lineup that Jerry has named, and an awful lot that people will be familiar with from the senior, local senior and intermediate uh, championships. So, what was your making of the team that was named yesterday? Well, um, Jack, I, 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 first of all, I thought it was very, very strong. Um, we got we got sighted the panel there about ten days ago, and uh, and I, I I was fairly convinced at that stage that that um, uh, Jerry O'Sullivan had had a decent panel to to um, to choose from, but just going back, this this is the third year playing Tipperary in the championship. Limerick won in Tullus two years ago, um, in, in 2019, won in McNeville Park in a low scoring game last year. But following the game against them, um, against Tipperary and the win against Tipperary in a low scoring game, as I said, um, Limerick put up a very, very creditable performance against a very strong Kerry team. Um, who, who we subsequently saw went on and 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 um, had a huge win over Cork in the Munster final. But um, the, looking at the team and looking down through the team, um, I, I'm looking at Ronan McGilligat, Craig Carew, Cormac Wolf, um, Darrow O'Keefe, John Hayes, James Mulner, Colin Ryan, all have been around since last year. And you know that is a hard core of a hard core of experience. Now, if, if if you look at the lads that have come on, like take Alan McGrath from your own your own club was one of the finds of the the senior championship last year. We saw and um, we see that Sean Kilbridge there from Father Casey's, Elio Reardon from Father Casey's, Dylan Quirk from Father Casey's, making the breakthrough with the with the Father Casey's senior team, and Sean Kilbridge and Elio Reardon, of course, were one, two. The stars in 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 the recent under um, minor final, um, twenty twenty minor final, um, John Hayes, of course, at centre forward has vast experience. Brian Foley is breaking through on 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 the Newcastle West senior team. 
So, like, there, there's a lot of a lot of very, very, very good and talented footballers on that squad. And e even if you extend it um, and, and look at the um, look at the substitutes list, guys like Brian Ahern in there, Luke Campbell from from your own club in in in, in there, Shane O'Donoghue from my own club, Bally Landers, uh, is in there. You know, there's the, the, the strength and depth in the panel, but. Going into a first round of an underage Munster Championship, it, it's a bit of a lottery, Jack, because we, we, we there is very, very little to go on. And you, you, you can look at the minors of three years previously, but that's a very, very inexact science because so much happens between the ages of 17 and 20 and sometimes bear no relationship whatsoever to what happens um, three years on. I suppose the classic example of that that we have seen in recent times was... Um, Dublin <coughs> under 20 hurlers and Galway under 20 hurlers because if you were to take minor success as being the pointer, as being the indicator, it was Galway all day, but Dublin overturned them. So, it, you know, what happened three years ago is is, 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 is is no barometer. And it's from year to year very much because they're practically new sides um, for the most part. Uh, now, I know Limerick, I suppose, for the first time with a while, have a big carryover of players who have experience at this level. And um, that, that should certainly stand to them. Like there is McGilligate, Crew, Wolf, O'Keefe, Hayes, Foley, um, um, Molyneux, Ryan, all around since last year. So, you know, that they, I, uh, look, it, 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 I know you're going to tell me, can they win? I, I'll say I hope they'll win more than whether I can definitively say they'll win or not because um, like the underage structures in 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 Tipperary um, are 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 very 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 good and they they were put in place in terms of development of the underage structures um, they were put in place um, quite some time so. Um, and and we saw what the direct product of the Tipperary under, under underage structures was last year when they won a first Munster Senior Championship in eighty five years. So um, I, in terms of that development, I think we're we're we're, we're not lagging. We're catching up, um, but we're 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 you know. We seem to have have lost Matt. Um, just for the time being, anyone that has, doesn't know the under twenty is playing Tipperary tonight, Thursday evening. Um, this July what day is it? July eighth. Um, in Simple Stadium, half seven. Um, as of yet, there's no streaming and tickets have been sold out. So it, I suppose it'll be a following on Twitter. I'm not sure if the radio are 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 doing something on the game. So, but look, if for anyone that has tickets, it's definitely a great opportunity to see some of the players. As Matt mentioned, um, there's a, there's a lot of players that we've seen, um, with their clubs. I'm just I'll just put the team up again for anyone that missed it. As we said, Ronan McGilligan, who started last year, you've Ruin O'Connor, Craig Crew, and Alan McGrath in the fullback line. Carmack Wolf, halfback, was there last year. Patrick Shannon and Sean Kilbridge, Alara Reardon, who's the minor captain last year. Daryl Keith in midfield. Then you've Dylan Quirk, John Hayes, and Jamie Benham, um, from one again the half forward line, and then the full forward line captain Brian Foley in the corner. James Mullen, who was all-star last year, and Cullum Ryan. The full forward line was all playing against uh, Tipperary and uh, Kerry last year. So a real potent full forward line. I was just saying there, Matt, but just the details of the game. 
Um, you were saying about developing underage structures, and look, you don't want to get past this game, but for the winners of Tipperary or Limerick, hopefully Limerick, it's Clare Watford in the Munster semi-final, and Limerick haven't been to an under-20 final since 2005. So while we, it's obvious that seniors are building, um, it would be another huge step in development under 20s if they could get that Munster final. And look, that's two games away yet, but it's it's within touch. It's not within touch distance, but it's a real possibility given the draw. Yeah, Jack, we flagged this from the very we we, we flagged this when the, when the championship draws were made that this was a glorious opportunity for Limerick to win um, um, a Munster under 20 final wilderness. Um, uh, that this this is a chance because, like, if, if you see the the, the four so-called menos weaker weaker counties, um, all on the one side of the draw, it's a, it's a glorious opportunity. Um, <coughs> no, obviously, again, if you're judging minor, but this comes with a serious health warning. Clare minors have been very good for the last couple of years, and they will really fancy their chances of getting through to a monster final. But you know, it, 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 as I said. And without repeating myself, it's an inexact science um, um, judging the form of minors uh, as to what might transpire or what happened at, at, at under-20 level. Um, it's, it's a glorious chance, but I'm sure Jerry O'Sullivan and his, his management team won't have given one iota of thought to anything but getting over the Tipperary game this evening. And and if, 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 they, if that happens, they, they, they will then focus on the winners of Clare and Waterford. Yeah, and look, we, we won't touch it too much more. As you said, it's kind of it's not an exact science to predict these these under twenty games that we haven't seen them. But from what we saw in twenty twenty and the players have turned over and what we've seen it's definitely it's definitely nice for, for hope for Limerick that they can they can get into a Munster semi final and join their senior counterparts. Um talking about the senior counterparts. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell us this evening half cocky, Jack. <laughs> about their chances. Well Limerick never feared tip. And they never appeared them in Tardis either. So hopefully that, that'll be a good omen for the under 20 side. And I suppose a big best of luck to Jerry Sullivan in his third year going for a third six win over Tipperary. All the backroom staff and all the players, I suppose, after the year they've had, they've probably been in college and had to do it at home or I don't know what they were doing. They might have finished leaving search or anything. So just the best of luck. And it's brilliant to see that they have a game to look forward to. Um, moving on to the seniors, I suppose it's a huge weekend for Billy Lee and his senior squad and all the backroom team. Um, playing Cork in Limerick in a Munster semi-final, I suppose. Limerick played Cork in, in a Munster semi-final two years ago, and Park, you're in. Um, it came after a first Munster championship win in seven years over Tipperary, and Limerick got hockeyed on the day, for want of a better word, and, and Billy kind of, I don't know, half alluded to the other day, I think he said, give him a dusting or something like that. But there's there's a real a real difference in this Limerick team um, from two years ago to now. How much of that gap do you think they've bridged I'm, I, I, I think that, um, Jack, that, you, you know, you're, you're talking about a totally different scenario. Um, uh, two years ago, Limerick went into that game in Turles with very, very, very little expectation and um, came out of it with a, with, with a, with a surprise win and then, then had to travel down to Cork to play Cork. And um, Cork were at a stage where they had been relegated as well at that stage. So... Um, it, it um, but Cork seriously turned them over on on the day. But um, if you reflect back on it, like um, Limerick had a chance of a very early goal, um, which didn't come off, and at the other end, Cork got an early goal. So um, you, you, we've talked about small margins in the past, but um, 
that may be a small margin because, but there was a big margin in it, in it at the finish. But you're in a totally different scenario now, Jack. You know, because coming into that game in Cork two years ago, Limerick had only two league wins, two league wins in, in Division 4, and they, they were over London and Waterford. So, like, Limerick football wasn't in a good place at that time. Billy had 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 um, had had problems at that time, which he'll freely admit in in assembling his squad. But that's that's all gone now, Jack. We 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 we've 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 had a complete. We've we haven't had a change, not a transition. We've had a transformation in the fortunes of Limerick football since, because and <coughs> you go back the last time Cork were in the Gaelic grounds, Limerick beat him. No, it was the McGrath Cup, but it was a significant win. And Limerick went, went, went from there to build on it and to win promotion and um, promotion to Division 3. And like we saw um, how they fared in Division 3 this year. Like they were winning a couple of kicks of a ball of being in Division 2. So like you, you, you're going into the Cork game now having been almost joining Cork in Division 2 or even if the results went on the day, passing them on the way up and they're going down to Division 3 because they were in a relegation playoff the day that Limerick were in the promotion playoff against Westmeath. To, to um, going into a game where in, in 2019, all you had won, Jack, was you'd won two games against Waterford in London and in the year prior to that, you had won a game and a half how did we win a game and a half? We beat Waterford and we drew with London. That's mm. all we had to show. <coughs> 14 league games, three wins, and and, and and a draw. It was paltry. But that has all changed. All changed for the better. And we have uh, we have um, we have a totally different scenario now. Um now having said that, Cork are going to be quite strong. Um back in 2019, Cork got into the the, the, the Super 8s and, and um, you know, accounted for themselves ex extremely, extremely well in, 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 in that competition. And then they had the fantastic win over Kerry last year, um, and uh, but, but um, slipped up in, 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 in the Munster final. And, like, you know, they, they were playing in a relegation playoff this year, Jack. Court footballers were in a relegation playoff this year. Look, I, I, I've said this time out of mind. Um, the unluckiest, the, the unluckiest football team in this country for youngs now has has been Cork footballers. First of all, um, I suppose being like us all, being put into the same province of Kerry, um, is, is 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 the first thing that would you'd believe you're down in your luck. But I'll just give you an example of the Cork footballers. In 2019, Cork footballers went to Armagh. Needing to win to survive in Division 2. They won. And lo and behold, the results conspired <coughs> elsewhere to send them down through the trap door. <clears throat> in 2021, fast forward to 2021, they went to Ennis against high-flying Clare, needing to beat Clare um, to, to get a stab at promotion for Division 1. They got the job done, but finished level on points with Kildare and Clare, but with an inferior score difference. It is like something 
that was happening to Limerick for years. You know, ducks are drowning us. Um, but that, that's the type of farm. So, you know, right, they had a good, they had a good win against Westmead, racked up, racked up a big big score. They will be very, very anxious. They will be coming to Limerick. They'll, they'll tread to Limerick very cautiously, Jack, because Ronan McCarthy and his, 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 his backroom team will, 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 will know that this is a banana skin waiting to happen for them. Now, they will be, they will, they will be expected to win, and I suppose the general populace will be expecting them to win. I have no doubt Billy Lee will have other ideas and, and his squad will have other ideas and they have reason for having other ideas. Yeah. So I, I think this is one that, that's, you know, now that, 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 when, you, when you look at the car team, there are, there, are, there are some excellent footballers in it. Now, they're going to be without Killian O'Hanlon, who was one of their mainstays for the last couple of years in the, and the midfield partnership that he had formed with, 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 with Ian Maguire. Um, he, he's going. To, he's he's going to miss out. Hayden Brown is going to miss out as well. So, um, <coughs> with that said, that they, they will they will be sending a very very. It'll be a very very strong court team that will trot out in the Gaelic grounds on on Saturday, and they, they they will have a point to prove after last year's Munster final. But having said having said all that, like Limerick are in a totally totally different place and a much much better place than they were two years ago, and I give them a right chance. Before you ask me, I give them a right chance of upsetting the odds and reaching the Munster final. Yeah, we won't get into predictions just yet because there's a few more bits I want to ask you about the game. And just for anyone watching or that's that's staying staying tuned in with us, um, feel free to let us know your comments. We'll, we'll we can chat about them or even give your predictions for the weekend. But um, going back to two years ago, Matt, I suppose Cork had I, you mentioned that Sean McSweeney chance that I think it hit the crossbar, um, and Cork up the other end and scored. They got two goals from Brian Hurley and Rory Dean got a goal. And then in this year's Munster Championship, Limerick got that goal against Waterford straight away that I suppose probably killed any bit of momentum that Waterford had picked up from the league. So how important is it to just hit the ground running on Saturday and just to stay in the game against a team that are have been operating in Division 2 as opposed to Limerick who are in the yeah, first I, did, I didn't get the introduction to your question. I didn't get the introduction to your question, Jack, but was there mention of Brian Hurley there? Yeah, I just said that Brian Hurley got the got the early goals. Uh, I think two the Gremlins are at work, Jack, somewhere. Um, to, I'll I'll say it again if you if you yeah, you and now, he, Brian, Brian mention of Brian Hurley. I can, he's, of course, he 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 is a top class forward, and he's he's um he he apparently he's fully fit now and will 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 be available for selection if selected. Um, on 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 Saturday, it's it's hugely important that that we hit the ground running, <coughs> for the reasons that I said at the very outset. Had we got that early goal down in Parky Creve, um, two years ago, um, it certainly would have built on the surprise result in Tipperary, and you 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 could see if it did happen that confidence would be coursing through Limerick veins at that stage, and um. You know, probably we wouldn't have, maybe we wouldn't have got a different result, but um, we certainly would have got a much closer result, and Cork would have earned, uh, would have earned our win that that um, that day. But um, I, I think it's terribly important that we hit the ground running um, on, on 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 this occasion. Now um, we probably did it against Waterford after a few stoppy early few minutes, um, and that goal by Robbie Burke very very early on. A goal is a great settler. Um, we, 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 you know, take classical examples of it. That 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 is an example of an early goal. Um, Adair struck Barry Landers for a very early goal in the county final last year. It settled them, and 
you know, tis, 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 and it has probably an equal unsetting effect on the opposition. So I, I think it's crucial that Limerick hit the ground running. Now, whether they can get that early goal or not, um, you know, remains to be seen. But the big thing I'd say at the other end is that they don't concede an early goal. Yeah, just to, to sustain the game for as long as they can. Um, I suppose you're, you're talking about the importance there of hitting the ground running and how crucial it is. How important is it for the overall landscape of Limerick football to, to overcome Cork in one sense, because we haven't been Cork in championship since 2003, but to also get back to Munster final for the first time in 11 years, considering there was a spell there in seven years or Limerick were in four Munster finals, it was becoming a regular thing. So how key will it be for the overall development of Limerick football to just be back in the, the flagship day in Munster football? A huge day, Jack. Ab absolutely huge, unquantifiable. Because um, um, let's let's face it. Um, what wh what we have spoken about, and Limerick's <coughs> record in 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 competition in, over the last two years, in league and in championship. Don't don't forget, we, we we've won in the championship in each of the last three years now, but <coughs> we have had championship wins over Waterford in the last two years and that memorable, memorable semi-final um, last year with 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 um, with, um, with Tipperary. So, um, like, the, the next step in the progression of Limerick football, Jack, where it is at at the moment, the next progression for Billy Lee and his team has to be, and I don't want to put a jinx on him, has to be uh, claim a big scalp a scalp of one of the big six in a, in a competitive game. And, you know, I think that there can be no better barometer of moving to the next step than if they can get over Cork and reach the Munster final. Yeah, and on Saturday, there'll be, there'll be 3,500 fans. I suppose it's important to touch on that, that there'll be a genuine crowd there this week. Um, for anyone that was in or in Turles for the Cork game will have felt uh, a difference with the 2,500. There's an extra 1,000. In the Gaelic rounds, I suppose there was was a two hundred there against Waterford. This will be a whole new experience for Billy Lee's team, who are riding on, on the on the crest of a wave after a brilliant eighteen months of football. So with that, they have a game played. They're in front of a home crowd now. It's not just a home venue, home crowd. Can you see Limerick overcoming Cork in the Munster in the Munster semi final, or is it still Cork's to lose essentially? Did I, I, I lost you there, Matt. I'll have to. Um, I was just saying there, we ha we'll have fans this weekend. Um, that'll be a bonus to Limerick. We also have the, the home ground, which is a bonus to Limerick. Can you see them overcoming Cork or do you still fancy the Rebels to get back to a Munster final? He's gone again. Uh, I suppose there, just for like I did with the, with the under 20s, uh, Limerick play. Cork this Saturday in the LIT Gaelic Grounds at 3 o'clock. Um, it's a game that'll be live on GA Go for anyone that wants to, to watch it online or at home. Um, there's 3,500 tickets available for the game. They're being distributed by the county boards. Um, for any clubs that don't sell out their allocation, they'll be available um, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, tomorrow Friday morning at 11 a.m. I have Matt come back in now. I'll just let Matt in there. Uh, Matt, can you hear me loud and clear now? I can hear you loud and clear. Where are those gremlins, Jack? Are they down the <laughs> estuary? 
I think they're fine on my part. But anyways, we, um, people have heard us long enough talking about the Kremlins. Just, I was just saying, um, Limerick will have a home crowd for the first time, like a big home crowd for the first time kind of in a 18 months or so since they kind of really started riding this, this crest of momentum. Um, with that advantage of having the crowd and they also have a game under their belt, can you see them overcoming the Rebels or will Cork get back to the Munster final? Yeah, I think they have a decent check for the reasons that you that you said. And there's an awful lot of people and an awful lot of dedicated football people in Limerick that haven't had the opportunity <coughs> to see, let's call it, in, in inverted commas, the new Limerick football team. And um, this will be their first opportunity. And it is absolutely fantastic to see that there are up to... Um, over 3,000 fans allowed in tomorrow. Now, I've no doubt some of them, quite a few, or on Saturdays, quite a, some of them will come down from Cork and, and, and all that. They'll have their share. They'll be anxious to see their team as well um, because they were deprived of uh, the opportunity of seeing him in that historic win over Kerry last year. And um, so it, 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 will, it, it, will, it will add to the atmosphere. And, and we have been saying all along there that... Um, that, that home advantage isn't what it what it used to be or what it should be because of the absence of crowds. But uh, even though there were only 2,400 allowed into Torlis last weekend, they made themselves help Jack and they, 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 they created an atmosphere, um, you know, which was in such sharp, sharp contrast to, to what we had been used to being playing behind closed doors. Yeah, so... If you were, if you were to call it, Matt, um, if you had to put your, 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 your cast your flag, um, who would you be going for? Will it be the green and white of Limerick or the red and white of Cork? Uh, the red and white are favourites, Jack. You know, let, let's be pragmatic and let's be be realistic. They're, they're, they're favourites, but I give Limerick a right good chance in this one. Yeah, I don't think it'll be anything like the 2019 semi final. I think it'll be more like the 2020 final where they're. Was a kick of the ball between the between the teams and the width of the post held Tipperary last year. Let's hope that Limerick get that the rub of the green uh, this Saturday in the Gaelic grounds. But um, as I said, that game is available on Diego for the unlucky unlucky that don't get in the three and a half thousand that are going. Um, I'm sure they'll make enough noise for the people at home to be able to hear them. Um, moving on from the football, so obviously we have twenties tonight and the seniors on Saturday. Just we'll go back last weekend, last Saturday to the hurlers. Uh, against Cork in Turles, um, I suppose six or seven weeks ago, this Limerick, un the unbeatable Limerick team, were being written off that um, the season was as good as over after they lost two league games in a row, and they're back now in a third Munster final. Um, what was your just your big takeaways from Turles last weekend? Well, my my big takeaway, first of all, of course, was that we won and we're 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 into a Munster final. And we won decisively, um, probably more decisively than the scoreline would suggest of eight points. <coughs> if you factor in that that Limerick got got had twenty wides, um, uh, I suppose it it, it 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 reflects their their, their dominance. Um, but you you need to be reflecting it on the scoreboard. So I have no doubt that John Kiley, Paul Kinnert, and their their men will will be will be reflecting on that and will be working on that ahead of Sunday week's monster final against Tipperary. It was the type of performance from Limerick that we hadn't uh, about well above what we had what we hadn't seen in the league, well above anything we saw in the league. 
and I, I still think Jack and um, I still think it was a performance that was quite a bit short of what we know as Limerick's best. And um, it, it certainly didn't meet um, anything near the levels of the championship games of last year, I thought. It, 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 it was well down on that, except possibly um, the, the Munster final of last year when, when I thought Limerick had um, a poor enough, poorish uh, performance, but won on the day. And that's, that's I, I suppose it's only the result that matters. But we saw what happened after the Munster final, the way they went on and, 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 and won the All-Ireland. I think there's another couple of notches in, in, in this Limerick team. And I think, you know, they could be heading towards peaking at just the right time, Jack. Um, like, it, it uh, you know, you went to Cork, had, uh, to Turles, hadn't beaten Cork there since uh, since since 1918, the senior, senior championship. Um, uh, had a very dodgy record against Cork in recent years, if you recall. Like, yeah. I know <coughs> we had those two memorable games with Cork in, in, in 2018 when we drew with him in Park Lecheve and beat him in the All-Ireland semi-final in, 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 um, in Croke Park. And, you know, but subsequently Cork came to Limerick in 2019 and turned Limerick over in, 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 in the championship. So, like, there's no doubt about it, like, um, Cork were Limerick's bogey team. But in, in fairness, Jack, they, they, Cork rarely looked like carrying that on last, last Saturday. Um, I, I, I thought Limerick were, were comfortable, and you, you know, you asked me last week um, where did I think um, the game would be won and lost, and I suppose the answer I made to you was our ability to prevent Cork from scoring goals and our own ability to score them. You know, I suppose uh, like we can find Cork to one goal, and in fairness. Apart from Nicky Quaid's save from the penalty, Nicky wasn't really troubled apart from that. And and um, we got a couple of very good goals ourselves, you know, and, and, and created probably a couple of more. So, um, that, that, you know, um, that, that was one thing that was resolved because goals were in scarce supply during the league, let's face it. <coughs> and Cork coming into the game had scored 18 goals in the five games coming into the league. So, like, and Limerick will look back on the goal that they conceded to Shane Kingston. Excellent goal in its execution. But in, in, in fairness, it, 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 it accrued as a result of a bit of uncharacteristic uncertainty in the Limerick defence. And it, it, it's, let's say it, it, it's a goal that Limerick wouldn't concede every day, that type of goal. But um, overall, a very, very good win. Good platform to start off the championship. Um, we'll go and good fettle down to, down to Parker Creeve on, 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 on sun, Sunday week in good shape. And I, I would expect to see the, the Limerick performance up another notch or two. Yeah, you, you mentioned that Nicky Quaid saved there. And, and it, you must remember also, Jack, um, during the course of the game, like that John Kiley could turn to, his, turn to his bench. Um, I think we've we've lost Matt again. John Kiley was turning to his bench. Um, I'd imagine he's going to, to look at the resources that John Kiley has at his disposal. I'll just move Matt there for a second. 
um, into the into the team. Kind of likes of of Connor Boylan came on. There was a, Pat Ryan came on late on. Um, I suppose it was a day when a few Limericks regulars probably weren't at it as as well as they were last year. I suppose Tom Morrissey was quiet during the game. He was he was taken off after about forty five minutes without a point to his name, which is very unusual for Tom. Um, Aaron Galan was pulled off. He had no point from play again. Very unusual. He was mar- he was well marked inside and full forward. Groot Hegarty got a, got a couple of points last year's hurdle year, obviously, but I suppose his shooting wasn't as consistent as it was last year. But Limerick still have options off the bench. Another option that I'll, I'll be asking Matt about is Mike Casey returned for for Napierschig during the week. Um, I wonder will will Mike be a part of John Cody's thinking? Last year, Rich English was out um, for the whole season. Um, got back into panels, but was never actually never actually featured. Um, Matt's back there with us now. I was just saying you were saying about the, the options off the bench there, Matt, and I'll put it to you that uh, Mike Casey is another one that he was back from the Pearshig, and it's brilliant to have Mike back. But um, continue there about your options off the bench, and could you see Mike Casey featuring in the championship? Yeah, um, you, you know, um, John Kelly turns around to his bench when he when he when, when he needs to put in um, to change things around a bit. And he has all stars gaping out at him. You know, it's a very, very strong position to be. Like he, he has a current all star, um, Dan Morrissey. If, if you know to go into defence, he's Graham Mulcahy, 2018 all star to come in, and <coughs> Bottom came in. And I, I would say honestly, Jack, they showed us why they are all stars yeah, when yeah. they came in. Um, it, it, it's, it's great to see him. It's great to see Graham Mulcahy back because he has been dogged with injury. And he, his outings in the league were very, very limited because of injury. But um, Mull looks to be raring to go at the moment. So, uh, you know, that's a, that's a huge plus, uh, a huge plus um, for John Kiley. And, like, what, you know, what a reserve to have. David Reedy comes in. And, you know, David Reedy had a very impressive league campaign, Jack. Now, mm. Conor Boylan came in, was very, very effective. You know that the, the, the options are there, absolutely. Yeah, and just on about options there, I suppose for the for the frontline players, um, I was just saying there while you were off there, um, like Aaron Galan, Tom Morrissey, and Groot Hegarty are all current all stars. Probably weren't at the races to an extent that we saw them last year. But in defence, then you have Quaid, Sean Finn, Kyle Hayes, and Jerry Burns really stepped up to the plate. So like it was a case of your all star defenders are outshining your all star forwards. Yeah, well, Jack, that's the point I made at the very outset when I said that that Limerick have a couple of more notches to go up and 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 and. Uh, the, the internet, the internet in uh, Bellander's Glenru area isn't isn't quite uh, as good as it usually is um, today. Sorry again for anyone watching live. I suppose it's just easier in this medium to go live. That's the the nature of the beast uh, with the times we live in. That. Look, internet can drop at any stage. But, yeah, just again, um, Nicky Quaid um, waited a long time to get to get his All-Star. I suppose he was 10 or 11 years in the waiting for his All-Star. Got it last year and a penalty save against Patrick Horgan. And as John Kiley rightly said, 99 times out of 100, you're expecting Pat Horgan to, to slot that penalty away. But the one time he doesn't, it just happens to be Nicky Quaid and goals. Sean Finn in front of him, three in a row All-Star. Imperious again the other day. Um, I just put out a tweet during the game, I was saying, if you were marking Sean Finn, would you even bother going for the ball? Because 
likely that the, the rough man is going to come away with it one way or another. Then in front of him, Kyle Hayes got that all-important second goal that really took the wind out of the sails. And Darren Burns, three points, two coming from play from wing back. It's becoming the norm. So just saying there, there Matt, you were saying they have another notches to go. Um, it's kind of the case in Limerick when one or two aren't going well that they have three or four that will come up and just do the business. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, uh, uh, just just picking up what I was saying there about the forwards, like, and and um, your your summation of it was absolutely spot on, Jack. Um, but you you take Tom Morrissey. Tom Morrissey um was taken off in 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 the Munster final last year against Waterford, and and we saw what Tom Morrissey did in the All Ireland semi final and final. So I, I I'd have no worries at all about Tom Morrissey. I've no worries about Aaron Glenn or Grod Hegarty. Trust me. Um. Uh, when the chips are down, they'll 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 be there. Um, but you you spoke about the defence and Sean Finn. Like I thought, Sean Finn's performance um, was the type of one that comes from a player that's top of his game three times in a row, all star. And um, you know, he he was he was simply fantastic. But Jack, the half back line as a unit were absolutely outstanding. I thought. Um, Kyle Hayes got man of the match. It could easily have been um, Dermot Barnes. I thought Declan Hannon was immense as well, Jack. Absolutely. Um, he 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 does. He makes hurling look such a simple game. I'm a huge fan of Declan Hannon's. <laughs> you know, I just love watching him playing the game. If you if you remember one ball he particularly got, looked up, saw Keen Lynch planting it into his hand over the bar. You know, simple, simple stuff, you know, but, you know, ahead of the posse. And I suppose the, the, the testimony to the um, dominance that the half-back line enjoyed was that the entire Cork half-forward line, starting half-forward line of Conor Cahalan, Seamus Harnady and Robbie O'Flynn were all called ashore during the game, having contributed the paltry amount of two points between them. Yeah. That will give you an idea. And you can say off day or on day or whatever day you put it was because of the simple dominance of the Limerick trio on the halfback line. And anything that leaked past them, Sean Finn was there in, in, in the full back line and uh, Barry Nash and, and Richie English. But Sean Finn in particular was there to gobble it up. Yeah, gobble up exactly <laughs> is what he did. And uh, look, uh, as you said, Barry Nash and Richie English. Um, were equally as good. Um, it was great to see Richie back in a, in a championship game. And as I said, Mike Casey is, we'll probably see him in a green jersey, hopefully sooner rather than later. But um, Limerick move on to play Tipperary in a Munster final. We'll probably have a preview show. But, but, but before we move on, Jack, but, but before we move on, it's very, very important to pay full tribute to Nicky Quaid for the save of the penalty. Hmm. With Patrick Horgan facing up to a penalty, you'll back your house on him. But it was a brilliant save by Nicky Quaid. Absolutely brilliant save. Like sometimes, um, um, you know, the great work of the goalkeepers um, doesn't get the credit that it, that it deserves. But Nicky Quaid, his shot, his shot stopping is second to none. His puck out is second to none. He's the complete, complete goalkeeper. And um, it's... You know, any kudos that go that go Nicky Quaid's way, they're all deserved, Jack, because 
that man lives for the game of hurling. What what contribution he has made to our association, both on the field as a player and off the field, is just simply phenomenal. Yeah, as, as a new member of the, the goalkeeping union, you can really appreciate the effort of Nicky Quaid at the weekend uh, when lads were firing balls at me into the corner last night. I wasn't getting near him. So for, for Nicky to make that save, and look, it's no surprise, as you said, he has it all. He's the most complete goalie in, in Ireland at the moment. But just for a second, just on the, the Munster final, we're going to play tip. We'll probably have a full preview of the game next week in full, probably a show dedicated to it. But just what's your initial thoughts on playing to prayer in the Munster final, briefly? I should look the the Tip and Limerick take on a life of their own. Um, Limerick don't fear Tipperary. We've said it several times in the past. Not that they should fear anyone with um, with the, with the team they have at present. Um, you know, I, I, I've heard the narrative from the last couple of days, and it disappoints me a small bit. <coughs> hear, hearing people saying that it's done and dusted that Limerick are going to are just going to roll over Tipperary. That's not going to happen at all, Jack. That's, that is not going to happen. When, when we were talking last last week, um, we, we were talking about you, you recall contenders for the final, and we were saying or for the um, to win the Liam McCarthy, and we were saying Limerick and Galway, and I said beware of Tipperary. Galway have got a little setback now, oh. but only a setback, Jack. I, I I would I would much prefer to call it a wake up call, um, but. Um, I would be very, very wary of Tipperary. Very, very, very wary. Uh, and um, like you, you, Seamus Callanan, we, we saw him in, against, um, um, you know, heading back to playing very, very well, Noel McGrath, um, Brendan Maharan. But when we were talking earlier in the year, we were, it, it, we were saying it was their lack of form that cost Tipperary last year. And um, they seem to be picking it up again this year. Now, I know... Um, they're being titled Dad's Army and what, what, what have you. But, you know, they, they, they are exceptionally, exceptionally good horrors without exception, Jack. And and I, I would be very worried. Now, we'll, we'll be going into it more in depth n n next week. But um, this is anything but done, done and dusted. It, it, it's, um, we're in for one hell of a battle, I guarantee you, on, on, on Lee side on Sunday week. Yeah, and hopefully we'll have the bones of 10,000 people there, but that's yet to be confirmed. Um, I suppose moving on from the hurling, as I said, we'll have a full show next week. Um, we'll move into the camogie, um, uh, which there was, a, there was a busy week for the camogie side, starting with the, the seniors, I suppose. It was a disappointing uh, weekend last Saturday in the rag, um, a heavy loss to Cork in the Munster final. Um, I suppose in one way, look, it, it's very disappointing to lose, lose a final. Um, Cork were favourites coming into the game, but they wouldn't have been expected to win in that manner. But to Limerick's credit, they never gave up. They battled hard till the end. So there are some positives for Pat Ryan and his team. But overall, um, a poor day at the office. Generally a poor day at the office, um, Jack. And um, we, we we knew going into the game that um, that Limerick were up against it. And um, in those type of situ situations where you have a David and Goliath situation, what you, what you need is the, the, the top team to have... A relative off day and uh, and the challengers to have um, you know everything to go right for them, and I, I think in in many ways in the rag on, on Saturday, what we got was the reverse. Um, you had everything absolutely going right for Cork, 
and um, anything that could possibly go wrong for Limerick practically went wrong. But that is not to detract for one minute, Jack, um, uh, from the performance of Cork. I thought it was a very, very consummate performance uh, by Cork, and I, I, they, 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 they were without um, Orla Cronin, who is one of their mainstays at the moment, um, their centre forward. Um, but you know, they, 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 they like, I, I thought players Ashling Thompson, I, I, I thought was absolutely outstanding, um, and Hannah Looney, Laura Tracy at centre half back. And, and and Katrina Mackey, who was named a corner forward, but was moving around the place. So there was a kind of a diamond around the middle there that, that Limerick found it very, very hard uh, to match and 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 to counteract. And again, it was their ability uh, ability to, to score goals. But Limerick came nowhere near, Jack, and nowhere near um, their best performance. And like Pat Ryan is entitled to be scratching his head this week, this this um, <coughs> this week, wondering where is Limerick's best performance? Like with the two wins over Clare, we had a good win over Waterford in Walsh Park. Then you had that loss to Galway. Now that loss to Galway um, wasn't as serious a loss as as the score might uh, scoreline might suggest. Um, then you had that fantastic performance against Kilkenny. And now we have this. But there, there, there's one common denominator to all three, Jack, is that it gives Limerick a sense and they know exactly the level they have to get to if they are to be contenders for national honours. It's as simple as that. Now, it's a small bit of a double whammy um, for Limerick insofar as that... Um, First of all, you're losing a provincial final. Um, and Cork were winning their 62nd, mind you, and we were only going for our second, which gives you an idea of the disparity um, in, in, in the standard, I suppose, and the disparity in, 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 in the level of expectation. But, but what, would, what would worry me most is, is, is to get that type of reversal practically on the eve of going into the championship. Because Wexford are due in Limerick um, on Saturday week in the opening round of the All-Ireland series. Um, the, there isn't a venue fixed yet. I understand it may be bluff. I, do, I don't know. Um, it's it's just it whispers that it may be bluff, but that, that's something to be decided. But I think that was a downer go, go, going into the championship because we are still entitled to believe that somewhere... Um, in between the performance against Kilkenny and in the three games they won and the performance last Saturday is the real Limerick and that it might be good enough um, to get out of a group um, which also includes Tipperary and Offaly as well as Wexford. Now, Limerick have a home game against Wexford and, of course, the randomness of the draw and Limerick's look would um, see that they have to travel to Offaly and they have to travel to Tipperary. But um, th that's for another day, and the home game is first. Um, so that's what disappoints me most. Yes, disappointed to lose the Munster final, but far more disappointed is that it, it, it you know, it, it, it's your last game before entering into the real business of the uh, the championship. <coughs> 
Yeah, I suppose just on the, on that, it obviously is pointing, and as you said, it's the eve of the championship. But the, they do have they do have a, a small bit of a break now till the seventeenth. It was fairly like non-stop for the last seven or eight weeks for Pat Ryan, especially Pat Ryan, who's who's doing it with both sides. This break will probably give them the chance to reflect, see what they did good in the league, see what probably went wrong in the league, and I'd expect that you'll see closer to the the Limerick team that played against Kilkenny than against Cork when they play Wexford in the championship. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm expecting that, Jack. I'm, I, <clears throat> uh, Pat Ryan, when he was speaking to us after the game, did, did mention that he, he had a sense during the week that that Limerick were were somewhat in awe of Cork and possibly giving them too much respect and 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 worried about Cork, which is not the ideal preparation going into any game, l- let alone a Munster final. And you're right on the other issue as well about how busy they have been. It, 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 it was Limerick's third weekend in a row out in the Munster Championship, whilst Cork had uh, had a, just a semi-final against Tipperary the previous week. So probably that, uh, and you remember back in the round robin um, in, in the Munster Senior Holland Championship when the third game seemed to be a bottleneck for teams to try and get over the third week in a row. And there, there certainly was an element, and there, there, there is more than a grain of truth in that because um, it, it was three weeks in a row. And um, the, another factor on that is, the, is that, that Pat Ryan um, actually, as far I'm subject to correction in this, but I'm, I'm 99% sure, Jack, that Pat Ryan named the same 15 for all three games. Yeah, he is. No, he's, he's using, he used subs, all right. And having said that, I, I I was terribly impressed with with the cameo appearance of of of, of Laura Stack the last day, um, which um, she, she got a goal and a point after coming in, and and um, certainly will give Pat Ryan a headache, um, you, you know when it when it comes to selecting his his team to face Wexford, um, so um, I, I, you know, so I, there, there might that that there certainly was. You know, there was certainly an element of leg weariness about it. Um, the three weeks in a row took its toll, Jack. There's, there's the doubt enough about that. But I know with this truncated championships, condensed um, fixture list and all that sort of thing. Um, but we were probably slightly the victims of that. I'm not saying it would have changed the result. But um, you, you might have got a, I think you might have got a bit of much better performance from Limerick had, had they had the opportunity to have a break. But that, I suppose that that is one of the downsides of being being drawn into the preliminary round of of the championship. But if you look back on the Munster Championship, I think Limerick will take quite a bit out of it. Um, you play three games, you 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 win two, all right. You 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 shift a heavy defeat. Um, but the positives that you said right from uh, right at the outset of this conversation are are definite. That Limerick battled, battled, battled until until. Um, until until um, Aaron Hogg blew the final whistle, which is to their credit, and which was something that Paddy that Pat Ryan flagged, and he was extremely happy about. Yeah, I think overall from the, the league and Munster Championship, there's been more um, positives for Limerick Camogie. And look, as I said, they have that break; they can go back analyze where it went wrong, where it went right, and I'm sure we'll see him flying against Wexford um, on the 17th. Just a staying on Limerick Camogie, there was mixed results for the minor sides and under 16s during the week. Um, the minors are into a Munster A final, and you've touched on this 
numerous times about the importance. And I suppose, as we credit to the Limerick Camogie, that they're competing at that A level. Um, they play Cork in the minor A final um, on the 13th. But it was a spine for the under 16, so lost out Tipperary in All Ireland quarter final. Um, I suppose starting with the with the with the minor side, a brilliant, brilliant win, two uh, seven to one seven against Clare. Um, we've kind of had a lot of wins over Clare and Camogie this year, and we'll take another one definitely. Oh, we'll take a win over Clare any day, Jack. Even in, in anything, still a Clare, a Clare and a Limerick snail gone up the wall. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I I wasn't at the game, Jack. It was it was on Tuesday evening. Limerick had the element of, um, the elements to their back at the first half, um, built up a sizable lead, and Clare came back into the second half. But Limerick had to dog it out there, and um, which they had in the first round against <coughs> Tipperary, but dog it out they did, and and got the result. And you rightly say that that you to play Cork in the in in the Munster final now next Tuesday evening at a venue to be confirmed, but. Um, uh, actually, they're due to play Cork again later in the year, in in the first round of the of the Munster Championship, as far as I know. So, um, um, it's 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 busy times for Limerick Camogie, and like um, that that as such, there isn't an A and a B in the Munster Championship. They're all in it, which 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 is which is fantastic. Um, that they get to rub shoulders like with with, with the best. Um, very very hard to know. Cork had um. Had a win over Waterford, I think, in the semi-final. So, um, you know, I, I, I haven't seen him play actually, other than reports that I've got. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm depending on that. But um, it, it's going to be hard to beat Cork. But look, we're into a monster final, Jack. Yeah, Cork actually beat Waterford five eighteen to one six. So it kind of gives you the level of where Cork are at. And as we've seen from the senior sides, and there's no bad Camogie teams in Cork, but. Look, as we said, it's brilliant that they're obviously they have to be in the A, but they're com- not just competing, but thriving. Um, Tuesday evening, once we get uh, confirmation of the fixture, we'll give a venue. I'm not sure how many will be allowed. Depends on the venue, but it'd be great to have a crowd there for the miners who were robbed of championships like in recent years, and we saw them in All Ireland final um, only two years ago. So it's definitely building there for the 16s. A disappointing last Tipperary in the quarter final, but um, good, good. I was at that, that game now, Jack. Um, I, I've seen the under-16s twice this year. I saw him beating Clare, and um, I saw him in, 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 in the game against Tipperary. And I, I have to say I'm impressed with them, despite the fact that they're out of the championship. And what impresses me most of all, <coughs> as I said last week, was the big call that Paul Neen and his backroom team and Limerick Camogie made in entering him into the A championship. I, I have no doubt they could have taken the easy option probably and 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 um, and gone very very far if not won 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 the B championship, but this 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 is an opportunity for them to test themselves at the best with the best. Now they did a good win against Clare, and um, they, they had a very sluggish and slow start against Tipperary. Now it was a physically very very strong Tipperary side, and um, like they battled, but. They got an early goal through Kira Dunn, um, which levelled it. But tip, tip drove on from there, and Limerick were playing catch up for 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 far too long. But like it, it was a gritty, and it it was um it it was a spirited performance, <coughs> and the, I suppose the best satisfaction out of it all um, is is that it exposed Limerick to Camogie at the highest level at that grade. 
which which is hugely important going forward, Jack. You know, we're right. There might be no dividend out of it in 2021, but there certainly will be dividends um, uh, from it down to, um, in, in, in the years ahead. And, and fair play to, to um, uh, Paul Nain and the, the, the manager and, and um, uh, those that made the call to go up, 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 up to A. Like, you know, and these days we have to be testing ourselves with the best. But now the, the talk about... Um, uh, about the under-16 championship, which is now down to the semi-finals, um, we, we, with Cork and Galway, with Kilkenny and Tipperary, um, is that Cork, Galway and Kilkenny are in a different level to the rest of the counties. And it looks as if Tipperary, like they are in the senior, in many ways it reflects the senior, um, that it, it's Tipperary that are knocking at the door of getting into a top four at, at, at that level, but but certainly I I was quite pleased with Limerick's performance. It 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 was a gritty performance against a physically very strong Tipperary side, and um, like they, they they can hold their heads high. Um, disappointing to disappointing to lose. Disappointing any day you lose, but a whole lot of positives not just out of the game last Sunday, but out of the season as a whole. <coughs> and there, yeah. there there will be a monster championship to look forward to. Yeah, and so just um, to, to briefly go back on that, uh, the minor the minors will be in a Munster final on Tuesday the thirteenth. Um, again, we don't have a venue or time yet, but um, once we get them, we'll give them to you. And the best look to all the team and management in that final. Hopefully, they can uh, make up for the seniors' loss in the Munster final. But it'll definitely be a, a tough task, I suppose, for us this week. Last and definitely not least, uh, the Limerick senior football ladies, um, ladies senior football side are in championship action. They had a, a small little bit of break after the league. They play Wicklow this weekend in Callan. Um, that game is live on the LJFA portal. Um, it was announced during the week that every single game will be live, which is it's great to hear. Um, so if you won't miss out on any Limerick games this year. I suppose looking at Wicklow, who were in Division 3 of the National League, it's probably the toughest test for Limerick on paper in the first round. It is, Jack. Uh, it, 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 it is. Um... And you know, sometimes in 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 round robin series, um, uh, the importance of the sequencing of games, and you know, having games home or away. But um, all these games are going to be played at neutral venue. And my my understanding is, Jack, this 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 game against Wicklow on Sunday is the first game, the the first of three games in thirteen days which is a fairly, fairly busy schedule. The following um, <coughs> Sunday, they played Derry. And and the, the following Saturday, they, 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 they play Antrim. So um, it, it, it's, it's, going to be, it's, it's going to be hectic times. And, you know, just to digress for a minute slightly, um, it, it, it's going to be particularly hectic times. And we've spoken about this some team times. And then reams and reams and reams of, of paper have been written about this 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 whole dual player conundrum, because uh, the Camogie Championship is starting next weekend, and um, Don, Donald Ryan is faced with a situation of four of his players, four of his squad, two senior and two junior. The two seniors are Anya Cunningham and Roisin Ambrose, and um, the Lee sisters in the junior panel who who are, who are dual players. 
like other counties, Cork are involved with the, with the same thing with with Tanaluni, with Libby Coppinger and 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 Maeve Cahillan. And um, I I don't know what about it, but having a crash course of games and board codes in in a very very condensed period of time is is is, is going to be very very taxing on 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 on, on the dual players. But look, um, Donald Ryan has a free run this weekend with no Camogie. He, he has all his players available. Um, he tended during the league. If you reflect back on 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 the league, he 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 um uh, when these clashes arose. Um, he certainly rested his his um, his Komogi players from from the start a against Carlo Anya Cunningham, nor Roshin Ambrose didn't start. Ivan Lee didn't start against Leitrim, and it was all because that um, of, of of their Komogi commitments the, um, the previous day in, in in most of these cases. So he he he'll have a full hand to choose from um, uh, when when he when he goes to the pack on on on. Um, uh, to pick the team for for Sunday, with the notable exception, of course, of Caroline Hickey. Now Caroline Hickey is the vice captain, and, <coughs> and is not going to be available as she's going abroad. Which is, um, we wish we wish Caroline the very very best. She's been a great servant to Limerick Ladies Football, and and um, which is is going to be a huge loss. Um, so, um, uh, other than that. Um, talking to Donald during the week, he he has a clean bill of health um, to, um, to 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 select from. And um, you, you're right. Um, of the five counties that are in at the group, um, Wicklow are certainly that would certainly be the game that you'd be looking for, uh, looking to um, as 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 being the as being the toughest. It's it's not it's not going to be easy, Jack. That 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 is going to be. <clears throat> a tough game like Wicklow runners up last year. Now, but with four out of five to qualify for the semi-finals, you know, um, it, it, it's not going to be the end of the world where, where we to lose to Wicklow. We, we we can still safely qualify and and um, you know let let the semi-finals whenever they come around take care of themselves. But um, it, it, it's it's certainly not going to be easy. Like it's the first championship as well. Um, with quite a number of years that um, that um, Limerick will have gone out without the influence of Cathy Mee. So yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you add that up um, to with, uh, the, the loss of Caroline Hickey, because Caroline Hickey was one of the, the most experienced players in the side. Um, you, you know, uh, but having said that, the, the, the team that went out last year in, in, in the championship um, uh, to Fermanagh, the team that would will line out, and, and I haven't seen the team. Um, I, I'm sure we'll see it later today, Jack. Um, mm. <coughs> the team that will go out against Wicklow in in Callan on Sunday will, will, will in many ways mirror and reflect um, that that team in 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 terms of the line out. Now, Limerick in the league um, had had only the benefit of playing. They played three games in the league, and one of them was only against a junior side. Carlo played awfully in the first round, awfully are intermediate. Then played Carlo one, then played Leitrim. Leitrim are intermediate. And um, you know that again they're coming off a defeat by 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 Leitrim in 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 the the, the 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 league semi-final. But as as you said at the outset, there has been a bit of time between the league and championship. 
that will give them a, ch a chance to get that out of the system and 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 focus on on, on the Wicklow game. I honestly think that um, Limerick will make life difficult enough for Wicklow, Jack. <coughs> they have a decent record enough against them. And um, um, I know you're going to try and put me on the spot to, to call it. So says him with the smoke grin down in Bellystein. Um, <laughs> Go on, so call it. Look, you, you'd, have, you'd have to, you know, known for him, you'd have to say Wicklow. But I'm hoping for the best. Yeah, well, when you say when you say Wicklow, it is definitely a free run with the the four teams going through, and it'll be a real chance for Donald Ryan's side that they get a good a good test to to start championship, and that probably the most difficult assignment is out of the way, and they can really evaluate where they are after Wicklow. Just finishing on the the ladies football. Um, yes, you're you're absolutely right there, Jack, and it's without the conundrum of 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 the dual players. Thing you know, but it's 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 going to raise its head again during the week. There's no mistake about it. It it it, it, it it's only delayed. It's not gone away. Yeah, but we'll, that's that's a debate for another day. And you'll have noticed how we didn't go near any sin bins or anything like this. We were trying to keep Matt uh, nice and happy this week. And just finishing there, just on the ladies' football, um, Neve McCarthy was named on the team of the league, and it's a just reward for Neve. And you mentioned the obvious influence of Cathy Meehan how she, we haven't had her now this year, but Neve has stepped into the role as captain over the last two seasons and has been brilliant and a just reward for her. A, ju a just reward for her, ab 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 absolutely fantastic. But um, uh, not just, Jack, not just her her um, football ability, but her leadership qualities. They, 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 they stand out. Um, Neve McCarthy is, is, is the born leader, I thought, it was an inspired choice to, to, to name her as captain and um, a, a, an excellent player. And, um, um, you, you know, let's hope she'll get the opportunity to give a speech in Croke Park, to, uh, Jack. Yeah, not to get ahead because, of her. So it was there before the first round. No, but I, I, looking that far down the road, if it comes to it, she'll be well able to do it. Oh, yeah, that's 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 a given. But, um. I'd say that's probably an hour and five on the clock there. I'd say that's probably um, about time that people will have, have stopped listening to us. Um, another huge weekend for Limerick Jay. Uh, obviously, tonight, Thursday, you have the under-20s um, in quarterfinal action against Tipperary. On Saturday, you have the Limerick senior footballers in Munster semi-final action against Cork in LIT Gaelic Grounds. And then on Sunday, you have the senior footballers beginning their championship campaign against Wicklow in Callan and Kilkenny. Um, Senior footballers is, is live streamed on Jago. The senior la ladies footballers will be on the LJFA portal. As of yet, I don't think there is a stream for the under-20s, but the best look to all the teams, and a huge thank you to you, Matt, and I'm sure you'll keep us updated. But, uh, Jack, Jack before, before, I, before I go, Jack, I, I, I just want to mention it, and it is a thing that's bugging me, because um, Limerick are um, GA supporters. like The, the respect that they accord to their opponents and shake hands with their opponents afterwards and, and what have you. And, 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 the, and the respect that we have for our traditions, like the national anthem and the national anthem or songs or anything of others, um, in such sharp contrast to what we witnessed at Wembley last night where the Denmark um, uh, national anthem 
that the section of the crowd chose to boot during during the course of while it was being played. And it, it just reminded me of we as a race that we can be so proud of us here in this country that when God Save the Queen was played in Croke Park, that great institution that represents everything that we are and everything that 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 is Irish, and um, the respect that was accorded to it. I think it was pitiful to see the, the, the disrespect that was directed towards the Danish national anthem, um, especially in the circumstances in which the Danes found themselves with, 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 with that horrific incident in, in, in the first game with Christian Eriksson. So, um, look, I, I, I just have to mention it because Croke Park has been involved and that day in Croke Park, when God Save the Queen was accorded the respect um, that an, any national anthem should be accorded, it made us extra proud to be Irish. Yeah, it definitely made us more proud to be Irish last night, and I'm sure on a Sunday evening, once the Lady Footballers game is over, we'll all be putting on our Italy jerseys and have our Italy flags, but um, that's for that's a debate for another day. Um, many thanks everyone for, for tuning in. Um, uh, if you're watching this back, apologies for the, the start, which will which will have a lot about a game that you, you'll have missed. And apologies for the delay in some of the connections. That's just the joy of doing things live. But the Gremlins held off there for the last 40 minutes or so. So we got a good a good day, an hour out of it. And many thanks again, Matt. And we will talk again next week. You're welcome, Jack. The impression of the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, what a Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody.